Listening to your old friends Ron and Don on the Ron and Don Radio Network, man. <laughs> hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Ron and Don Show, and yeah, we are live with episode 431 from the Les Schwab Studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, uh, we're going to talk about the fact that my friend Julie, she is a mortgage expert. And she wrote something about real estate and about interest rates and the ability to build wealth that I thought was very compelling. And I'm going to read it to Ron, get his reaction. And I want to get your reaction, too. Also, uh, Ron and I are going to talk about a couple of guys that had a lifelong agreement that if one of them won the lottery, they would split the pot. Well, guess what? One guy just won almost $400,000. And his friend came knocking on his door and said, we had this agreement, this agreement. We've had this agreement for 30 years. And uh, you're not going to believe what happened, you guys. And Ron and I have a very similar agreement. We'll tell you about that straight ahead. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Amazon, Facebook. I really tried to understand this story, and I don't. This is what I do know. I do know when I'm reading a fake review. I don't know how the fake reviews are generated. Uh, a lot of times I will go out, and Ron told me this one time, you guys, and I, and I think it's really smart. If, if you're looking at something on Amazon and you're interested in knowing uh, if, if, if the product's a good product or a bad product, don't look at all the five stars and don't look at the one stars. Go to, go to the ratings right in the middle, and those are the people that are telling you the truth. Because a person giving it a five star, that could be a bot. That could be that could be fake. And the person giving it one star, they're just pissed off about something. And if all you ever did is read the one star comments and everything that you looked at, you would never buy anything. So if you're a minimalist, maybe that's a good thing to do, right? So read the two, three, and four stars. Uh, and I have found that to be real helpful. I'm I'm getting ready to to bring on another luxury Airbnb. And a lot of the things that we buy, we buy online. Uh, and I have an Airbnb that I just furnished this last year in my backyard. Everything that I bought, almost everything that I bought, I bought online. And I, and I bought it reading reviews, but by doing what Ron told me to do. Anyway, what's going on with this lawsuit? What's going on with these fake reviews? And I will tell you a lot of times when you see products on Facebook and then you read all the reviews and there's nobody in there saying anything negative about the product, you know that's a bunch of bull right right there. So so there's some lawsuits going on uh, on these fake reviews. So let me see if I can break this down really uh, simply. The staple items, like standard items, let's say something like socks, all right? Um, you go out, you want to buy a pair of socks. And when you search for it on Amazon, you will notice there's going to be a thing that pops up. I believe it's called Amazon's Choice or preferred by Amazon, something, and it gets a checkbox by yep. it. 
and maybe socks is a bad example. Maybe something like uh, a coffee mug or what? Just your standard, regular old item, the household item. There's going to be a preferred one. I just did this other day. I needed a nine volt adapter. Yeah. And so I went out there. I searched for nine volt adapter. The Amazon preferred one was nine ninety nine, mm. and then the, the probably the fifth one down was six ninety nine. So it's a three dollar difference. The one that was six bucks was not Amazon preferred. Well, how do you get that Amazon preferred slot? Is there actually someone at Amazon whose job it is is to lay out all fifty three? different nine volt adapters and go through them and analyze them and say, we prefer this one. No, what it does is it looks at sales. It looks at average reviews. It has an, some software engineer invented an algorithm to look at the performance of all the nine volt adapters. And they just slap that check mark onto the one that performs the best according to the algorithm. So some people have invent, there's a whole industry that goes through and it, it, it scrapes all the info off of Amazon and it looks for holes in, uh, in product categories. One that I actually know about is yoga mats. So there used to be all these yoga mats and um, they were getting different reviews. And so a guy went in there and he studied the yoga mats and he said, you know what's missing in these yoga mats is yoga mats for people like me, men that are over six feet tall. And so he said, I'm going to make a yoga mat that is wider and thicker and longer than all the other yoga mats. Yeah. Or see those orange markings on my, on my beautiful floor. Those markings are from rubbered yoga mats. So for me, when I went out online and I replaced the old yoga mats, I had to find yoga mats that weren't rubber on the bottom that were going to stain my hardwood floor. So, so if he goes out there, he, invent, he goes to China, gets this yoga mat puts it on there. Now he needs reviews in order to get that check mark. He needs reviews. And so, and he needs price points. So the way you get price point is when you go to China and you don't make a hundred yoga mats, you make 10,000 yoga mats or you make a whole, you know, shipping container full of yoga mats. And so what has emerged then is a secondary cottage industry is Facebook. So you go to these Facebook groups and he'll say, Hey, listen, I'm launching this new yoga mat. I'll give you a free yoga mat or I'll pay you $10. But what you got to do is leave me a five-star review about this yoga mat. I want you to talk about how it's wider. It's thicker. It's more comfortable. You got creaky knees, whatever it is. Go out and and give me this review. What are creepy knees? Creaky. Creaky knees. Because I thought I might have creepy knees. You have creepy (laughs) knees and creaky knees. And Mine so, are creepy and creepy. so what these people, there are people that that's what they do in their spare time wow. is they want free stuff or they want to make little micro payments. So this used to be what your, you and your brother did where you go to Wendy's uh, 10 times or Burger King. We were Burger it, King taste testers. Yeah. It's that online now. Yeah. Join this Facebook group, Facebook group. You're going to write 20 um, reviews a day. And in exchange for that, we're going to pay you 50 bucks or you get a free yoga mat or you get free gear and they mail it to you. And so they're man, all fake. Man, if I had a lot of Whoppers. Uh, right. And I haven't had a Whopper since I was like 22. I, I don't think I could eat another Whopper. So, so. Amazon now is like saying, we are going to sue you if you don't disable oh. all these Facebook groups that have 
tens of thousands of members and all they're doing is writing fake reviews so that some guy can or gal can get that check mark when someone searches for yoga mat they get the check mark and that check mark equates to hundreds of thousands of dollars for that item if you get the amazon check mark you are you're in that's all you need isn't it true though and we'll use the yoga mats as an example when amazon has a product lane and they didn't know that yoga mats for people six foot and older that didn't stain wood floors was an important thing to consumers all of a sudden they know but they need accurate information in order to know because they're 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 charting their algorithm to see what's popular and 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 that's when they jump in and they're like you know what we're going to create a yoga mat and we're going to call it amazon choice and and they push themselves not only to the front of the page but to the top of the page so that has to be part of it too right of course they amazon need, basics they, they want they want accurate information yep in order to make sure that uh, they aren't going out and buying a bunch of plates or yoga mats or whatever it is. And cause they may go out there and do that on bogus information that a bunch of fake customers wanted it. There are thresholds. It's yeah. like, Oh wow. There are a lot of people are yeah. buying these, these white dinner sets. Yeah. As soon as it reaches a certain area, Amazon will basically take that category over and make it for cheaper. And that's called Amazon basics. Yeah. So yeah, but they are, and I agree with Amazon on this. You need those reviews should be genuine people that have bought the yoga mat telling you about their experience on the yoga mat. I'm still shocked at people that have the time to review everything. Like, have you ever left a review on something? It's like, I bought this yoga mat. I really enjoy it. Have you ever reviewed anything? When the Martin family wanted to buy a house in Seattle for their son, Connor, after he got out of college, they turned to Ron and Don. Sent a message in their little portal. Got a message back within about five minutes from Don, and he set up a phone conference for about a half hour later. About two days later, we were out touring houses with him. Before they started working with Ron and Don, the Martins kept getting outbid. They just didn't realize how competitive the market is. But the guys worked tirelessly to find them the right house and then came up with a winning strategy to get it. He said, if we go in at this amount, we think we can we think we think can jump ahead and have people close before uh, they intended to. And sure enough, it worked out. I don't think we'd have this house if, if it hadn't been for Ron and Don. And now their son has the perfect place for him and his two dogs. And the Martins say they couldn't have been more impressed with Ron and Don. I think both of them said at some point when we were apologizing at how many houses we looked at, said, we love looking at houses. They didn't hesitate to jump in and make this the house for us. It, they seemed very enthused for uh, you know a deal to get done and for us to be successful. And that felt really good. They were passionate and they, they were just honest and straightforward and uh, no, everything's great. Uh, you know, I definitely would recommend it. And if you're ready to buy like the Martins or sell, your journey starts with a Ron and Don sit down at ronanddon.com. People ask me, how do you put up with these two? My answer, good snacks and video games. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. My friend Julie Brown, she lives down in the South End. So uh, if you're looking for someone to help you in the South End with real estate, mortgages, and all that, she's super smart. Anyway, she wrote this. She lives down in, in Gig Harbor. She posted this on her Facebook page, and I thought it was really cool, and I want to get Ron's reaction to it, especially when it comes to a market turn, because we have seen a market turn. We haven't seen the market crash, 
we haven't really even seen a market correction. It's not even really a market stall. It's it's just kind of more normal, maybe the way it should be. Maybe you should be able to go out and look at a home without uh, having to buy it online and then and then take out swords and knives with 17 other people and sell your baby and your car and your mother and then and then you still don't get the house and the baby and your mom are gone because <laughs> you already sold them off. It, it, it's been crazy. So I think we're going back to maybe a place of more normalcy. Things are slowing down. They're not as accelerated. And I actually think that that's a healthy thing, right? Because in real estate, and we see this sometimes in the stock market, typically things are always going up. But in order to go up, they go up and down. And it's, it's like your life. Your life is not a straight line. If you think about if you're married to someone right now, and even if you consider yourself to be in a great marriage, there have been times where that marriage is not great. There have been times where you've needed that marriage more than your partner did, or your partner needed it more than you, because it, it's an up and down thing, right? It's static. It's on this static line, so and it's not a straight line. So anyway, she wrote this. She goes, you know, this has been on my mind lately, uh, and she's a mortgage expert, and she said, I just uh, need to get it out. The media is driving me crazy. The housing market is knocking first-time home buyers out because rates are too high. She says, that's all bull. And she used the word, you guys, which is really shocking. I love when women cuss. I love when we all cuss, especially uh, uh, I love when Julie cusses because she doesn't cuss often. Anyway, she said, what knocked buyers out was having to figure out how to come up with $100,000 more because the house was selling for $430,000, but the offers were coming in at, let's say, $530,000. I just priced out a financing strategy for a young couple who wants to make an offer on a home. If they bought when rates were lower, but home prices were going well over sales price, they would have paid about $111 more a month. That's with a 1.625% higher rate. So can we please stop with the craziness Put all this into perspective. I'm not saying it's all fun and games with a higher rate, but rates are temporary. They will go up, they will go down, and when they go down, don't forget, that's when you refinance. She said, I spoke to another client who just went into a contract, uh, first offer accepted, uh, and he was paying $1,900 a month for a small apartment in Parkland, Washington, and now uh, there's bidding wars that are happening on rentals of people trying to get into rentals, which is really true. Rentals have gone up by by 30%. So she understands, and she goes on to say, I understand that people need to rent. But at the same time, when it comes to this news about rates being jacked and people being scared about going into the market, well, a lot of us went into the market and you paid an accelerated price. Now those prices are correcting and coming down. But let's say that you're paying a higher interest rate. I think her point is, that's okay, because when the rates come down again in two to three years, you'll be able to refinance, you secured a house, and think about how much that house is going to be worth two to three to five to ten years from now. I think it's a really good point, don't you? It is. It's a very good point. And, and I think, for me, it always goes back to, and I was just having this conversation with a younger agent today, what is the motivation? And in other words, it's like if you're wanting to buy, if you're, if you're a first-time home buyer. And you're like, I've been paying rent for years and years and years. You just said uh, the the squeeze is on the rental market. I want to be an owner. 
So my motivation is to move out of the rental game into the ownership game because I recognize that that's going to be better for my family and me. I'm going to get tax benefits for that. I'm going to start making appreciation value. It's going to give me more security because I'm an owner. And maybe I have customizations I want to do that I can't do as a renter. Like maybe I want a shop in my garage or maybe I want an in a gym in my house. And there's all kinds of tax benefits to owning that you don't get when you're, when, right. when you're renting. And so then, yeah, if so. that's your motivation, then it doesn't matter what the interest rate is because it just doesn't. Your long-term strategy of getting out of the rental game and into the ownership game is totally separate than what the interest rate is you're going to get. It will affect what you can buy, but it doesn't affect any of your motivations. Uh, now let's take the same scenario uh, for someone that maybe you're buying an investment property. Well, that's a totally different ball game than a person that's a first-time buyer. And so, yeah, interest rates might be a deciding factor for you because you could take that same money and invest it into a different asset class. Maybe you could buy, you know, so it, these motivations are entirely different. But but the spirit of what she's saying is absolutely true. And I just uh, emailed, we had a client that, that did get boxed out of the buying game uh, a while, but about five or six months ago, I just communicated with them today. And I said, and I explained a version of what you just said. So we're going to talk to them and see if maybe this is now the time to jump in. Uh, because yes, things have changed. Yes, there's less competition and less escalation. And so that's absolutely true where we have a buyer right now on the East side, where if we had been doing this six months ago, these houses that he wants to look at that are between 1.25 million and 1.5 million, they all would be going for 1.75. So it would be, it's a moot point to even look at the stuff we're looking at now. So now I feel confident we can go in, find something in his price range, and we're not going to be having a, a knockdown drag out on offer review date because a lot of these have been on the market for 30 days, 40 days, 50 days. Uh, it's just a different thing. And you're right. It's going, it's still not balanced yet. We're still not in a balanced market. It's still leaning towards sellers, but it's becoming more balanced. Yeah. And if you're a seller, what, what was happening, you could put a real, and I call them an S box or box. If you put one of those on the market and interest rates are really low, people are going in and buying those things. They didn't care. Because they're like, okay, I can't compete for the triple dipple diamonds. I can't compete for the turnkey homes. So I'll buy something that's a little rough. And so what's happening now, those things that are a little rough are sitting there. The things that are cream puffs are not, you guys, unless they're asking way too much money for that cream puff. Because what you still have in the marketplace is you have people asking for their very top number, and then they think it's going to continue to accelerate on top of that, and it's not, right? It's just not. So anyway, if you're a seller, it's still a really good time to sell. If you're a buyer, get in the game. You don't – you'll never look back and go, you know what? I had a 2.2% interest rate, and then uh, and, and then I turned around and I bought a vacation home or an Airbnb or second property with – a 4.6% interest rate. And boy, did I not build any wealth because my interest rate on the second home was higher. It's just not true. The, the force of time, just the force of time. And I always tell people, you buy a piece of real estate, 
Yeah, people can hang on to it for three, five, seven years. Hang on to it for 10 years. That's typically, especially if you go in and you do some of the finishes. That's how long the finishes stick around, the washer and dryer, the refrigerator. Uh, a good 10 years. That's a good time to turn it right there so you don't have to go in and remodel it. See if you can hang on to it for 10 years. You won't believe the appreciation, the tax benefits, the depreciation, and also down the road, uh, the way that you're able to create cash flow over time. And really, because the rental market is so strong now, people end up selling their primary homes. Don't do that. See if you can find a way to hang on to that and buy a second home. People are doing that. They're figuring that out. And that's one of the big reasons, too, why there's not a lot of homes for sale. We will see you on the other side of this. All right, you guys, Ron and Don here with uh, Mitch Not Loans, one of the great advertisers here on the Ron and Don podcast. This is unique. We had a couple listeners that reached out to Ron and said, hey, we'd like uh, you guys to sell our home out here in Snoqualmie. And then we have a couple listeners that listened to this podcast that wanted to buy that home. So our buyers and sellers were part of the Ron and Don Nation. And guess what the buyer did who listened to the podcast? They reached out to you in order to get the financing done. So everybody in this transaction was part of the Ron and Don Nation. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? It was really cool. It was great. Yeah, no, um, I had a client reach out to me and I didn't actually hear at first where, where he was calling from. And he said, no, I heard you on the podcast. I'm part of Ron and Don Nation. Let's save some money. And so we worked with him, um, and then it turned out the house that he fell in love with was a Ron and Don listed home, which was just great. That is super cool. It was a very smooth close as well. Everybody's extremely happy with that deal. So if you listen to this show, the other real estate agent also in the Ron and Don Nation, so that was pretty cool. Go to Mitch.loans. Mitch will do a Zoom with you. You'll do a phone call, talk about your goals, whether it's purchasing a new house or a second house, a vacation house. He's got you covered. Go to Mitch.loans and ask him, how do I get that one half percent back uh, towards my deal. Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, uh, welcome back to the Ron and Don show. Before we get out of here, just read a story about uh, two guys. They had a 30 year pack and they just said, Hey, if one of us ever wins the lottery, we're going to split the check. Well, one of them did, won almost $400,000 in the lottery. And there's a picture of these guys holding the check together. Anyway. I don't gamble. I don't like going to Vegas and, and gambling. Ron Ron enjoys that. I don't. He likes playing cards. I don't. He has also been known to play the lottery. I don't. But because I am a very valuable person to him, uh, we have had this ongoing agreement that anytime he buys a lottery ticket, if he strikes it rich, that half is it half the money is mine is that what it is this, I, for, I, this forget, agreement. I, I forget what the detail what what is our agreement because i want to make sure microphones are on upshaw uh, the tape is rolling and i just want to make sure uh because at some point you're gonna hit it you you've done all these get rich quick schemes at some point, you're going to hit a rich, and I just want to be along for the ride. And I think I deserve to be along for the ride. I really I am, do. I am going to invoke an old uh, Washington Lotto uh, commercial from back in the day. Must play to win. <laughs> and so this agreement exists only in your head. If you play, then I would have that agreement with you. Uh, but since you never play and, and I would be the only one playing, then that's a dumb agreement on my side. I have side. to say, if I won the lottery, I wouldn't be happy about it. Like, like I am, I am, I, I am 
I am not driven by money. I am just not. And I love the fact that I can pay my bills and, and I can take care of my family and I can share that money uh, with others and pay for dinner, do whatever, try to do kind things. But I just, I just, I have never, and I don't know what it is. Like I am never, like when you play cards, are you compelled because of the money? And be honest. Are you compelled because of the money that you might win? Or are you compelled because of the dopamine and, and, and the fun and the, and the strategy of it? Because I don't think you play dumb card games. I, I think you go in, I don't see you play a lot of games of chance. Uh, I'll see you give $20 to someone sometime that's going to Vegas because it's just fun to say, and I do that. Hey, put 20 on red or whatever that is. It's just fun to do that. It's interesting. I've never won when I've done that, though. I've probably done that 20 times. You probably won and they just didn't give it to you because then they blew it. Yeah. No, I, no, I, no, I play. What, the, what, what, that stuff what, is, what is it, though? What well, is money, it? money is the scoreboard, but it's not the motivator for me on that. That's just the competition. And I, I, I honestly haven't played. I've played twice over uh, COVID. Oh, just, wow. Just because it's uh, of poker players in general are disgusting. Oh. They have, you know, in terms of like the chips that you're sharing and the cards you're sharing, not, not all of them, but there's at least uh, one guy or gal. That. I was wondering why you weren't playing cards anymore. And it's because there's, you're a germaphobe. There's one or two people at Which every you should table. Be with COVID. We should all be germaphobes. Every table has one or two guys before COVID where you're like, really, <laughs> dude, really? Yeah. And, and so I've only sense. paid twice, but it's about the strategy and the competition and keeping your mind sharp uh, more than more than the money. It's yeah, fun you, when you win money, though. Yeah. I won't be wrong. I won't like shine you that when you win a tournament or, or you win a big game uh, and you get the money. Like it's sort of like free money in a way. You can go buy something. You yeah. There's about. a book out there, and there's a lot of stories online about people that have won the lottery. And I think of the one guy. I think of the one guy. We covered this story when we worked in Terrestrial Radio, and. He had won millions and millions and millions of dollars. And he quit his job. And his wife she quit her job. They ended up getting a divorce. The daughter who was working quit her job, uh, dropped out of school. When she died of a drug overdose, she died in one of the 10 cars that was sitting outside their house. And she was in one of those cars. Uh and she OD'd because she just started going to Vegas and partying and evidently having a great time till a great time's not great anymore. I think what happens is for people that you've had all the because structure, we all need structure and we all need boundaries. And I think sometimes when you win that much money, structure and boundaries go away. If you look at people that have done well with a lot of money, someone like a Bill Gates, for instance. It's because he knows he can't spend it all. He can't use it all. He can't even give all of it away. There, there are over 200 people that have signed letters at the Gates Foundation, Warren Buffett being one of those, or the woman that created Spanx, right? She's made billions of dollars on that. They, they have gone and said, you know what we want to do is we want to give the majority of this money away, and then they continue to work, and they travel, and they have fun, and they have private jets and cool stuff, and they go out on yachts and all. But even when you look at, at movie stars sometimes that you really re respect and like, and we see them out on yachts, a lot of times the yacht that they're on is not their yacht. They're just, they, it's a rent-a-yacht. Many times the big, the big mansions that they live in, they don't own those mansions. They rent those mansions. Uh, and for some of them, when you hear about a movie star owning 15 homes, 
it, it's for tax purposes that you own those homes. There's a, there's a reason why you do that. And oftentimes they're not living in all those homes. They're not using those yachts. All If they own those, it's a business for them, right? And they're renting those things out, uh, leasing those things out to other movie stars. So anyway, I just think if you come into a lot of money suddenly, I think to, I think it's important to still have structure and boundaries in your life or uh, things can just spin out of control. And, and this dad talked about the fact that he wishes, uh, and all those 10 cars were for his daughter. He bought all 10 cars for her. And it was cool. And, this and this he, story of the guys that shared though, it's, yeah. I think after like some of the money went to the schools in their state. Uh, and then after taxes, I think each of them got 130 grand or something yeah. like that. So it, it's, it's, it's life changing, but it's not, retire and buy 10 cars for your daughter money life-changing what life are you in with 130 is for these guys it was life-changing made their lives better i don't know you don't think i think i think it makes sure it may have made their life better but it's not like they're hanging out with ben and jennifer who we haven't even talked about going to vegas and getting married and then she talks about how her privacy is so important to her and the first thing that she did is she went and journaled about it and then sent out all the pictures of them being in love in Las Vegas, but is demanding privacy. But uh, nonetheless, I thought he would have dressed nicer. Anyway. Hey, you guys, thanks for stopping by the Ron and Don show. You think Jen and Ben are going to make it? I hope they do. They seem like fine folks on both sides. I think the first time when you're in, and I've been there, when you're in love with the idea of being in love, you can't, it's really hard to love the other person. And then when you had some time to work on yourself, uh, ah, let's be honest, they're, they're done in about three and a half years. All right, you guys, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Keep your head up, your shoulders back. If you need us, how can they reach out to us, Ron? Just email me, ron at ronanddon.com, or you can email don at don at ronanddon.com, and uh, let's jump in the game, as we described earlier in yeah. this episode. You can't go from living, I'm not done with this, you can't go from living with Alex Rodriguez and, and, and you're sharing your kids and your mansions and all that stuff. And then Ben gives a call because Alex was out, huh, 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 supposedly. And then you immediately are in his arms and then you're, you're buying mansions. And then they've blended all those kids back together again. It's like the blending and the unblending. And she blended her kids with Mark Anthony, or I think those are some of those kids. I, the blending and the unblending, I, I really think that she's in love with the idea of being in love, and I think he is too. Did you get your in-touch subscription reinstated? Redbone. <laughs> Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Oh, they on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.